welcome back to the excellent sales podcast series we're going to continue today discussing more about the product market fit phase of evolution of a early stage startup i'm uh, delighted to welcome varun dua co-founder of coverfox and now aco two companies in the insurance space we're going to learn more about the space as well as how varun went about uh, finding the right product and the fa- right product market fit for both these spaces so with that i think to welcome varun thanks for making it all the way from mumbai to bangalore and excited to have you here we have an office you know so i'm quite free, frequent here in mumbai awesome. but great to be here thanks thanks so, thanks. Yeah. so maybe we'll start out with your background uh, maybe quickly if you can give sure. us your story before starting cow fox sure so i have a pretty odd background to be doing insurance i have uh, i'm an advertising guy by qualification marketing and advertising guy by qualification I fell into insurance pretty uh, coincidentally i did a project around some branding in insurance in the really early days which got picked up by somebody in aig they loved the project and they offered me a job that's how that's how i actually uh, entered insurance i had no clue uh, this was 2004 or 5 uh, worked there in aig for about 5 6 years across delhi hong kong bombay bunch of places set up it is a very initial days for insurance in india so you know privatization had happened very uh, in 2002 mm-hmm. so all these companies were new everyone was learning what insurance is uh, in some sense after that i think i had a short stint with the mutual fund business which is templeton and uh, 2010 11 is where i sort of uh, got disenchanted and tried to figure out something on my own uh, started off uh, you know not very clear as to what i really wanted to do but i definitely did not want to do what i was doing uh, met devendra who was my co-founder he was an iitb pass out 2005 batch we were both very unclear as to what we wanted to do but we did not want to do what we were doing uh, one very clear thing that was uh, you know visible to me at that time was insurance companies were struggling on technology mm-hmm. from my stint and they were trying to move things online and trying to service customers online and but none of their internal applications they were all black screen there were no apis you know there was this just nothing it was very hard for them to forget even go online just to digitize mm-hmm. was 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 a challenge this is back in 2010 and uh, devendra and me saw that as a clear opportunity that why can't we make technology for insurance company that was as simple as that that can we we know what they need why can't i do the solutioning and why can't he build it that you know it was this as as simple as that we had no business plan we had no idea that is b2b b2c consumer focus this is what we knew mm-hmm. that we thought there was an opportunity to do and this was a space that we understood uh, so that's how it started uh, we started making technology for prudential for aviva for aig hdfc made some software services a b2b software services company mm-hmm. uh, we started to productize a few things and that we did for about two and a half years uh, and in 2012 or 2013 is where we really started to think how do we scale the business now it had start taken off it had become a nice sort of 2 10 12 crores a year kind of revenue company but uh, then we tried to productize stuff raise some capital see what we could do how do we scale this and uh, that's when we realized that what we are doing cannot become a large company and and it is definitely not something that is you know scalable beyond even if we made technology for multiple companies it would be a 50 crore 100 crore company it cannot be beyond that and of course the ambition was to try and use our skill set use the passion use the dedication to try and build something much much more meaningful much more valuable and uh, during that phase we realized we had done so much integration work with core systems of insurance companies we realized that we could create a third party transaction platform mm. 
so bunch of uh, financial services aggregation businesses existed like policy bazaar even existed then uh, but everybody was doing lead generation there was no way to actually get a transaction completed because insurance company systems didn't have apis got it and because we were doing a lot of software development work which included creating apis it seemed like we could actually get multiple products integrated on a third party platform and that's was the conception of coverfox so maybe we talk to us about the problem statement why was that important like uh, uh, as you had mentioned policy bazaar and others were already there right so 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 very uh, uh, you know very clearly what we were seeing is from a user perspective when we started looking from a customer perspective uh, i think some data points were becoming very clear were customers moving online of course they were, like across categories they were moving online they were trying to research financial products online uh, especially categories like auto insurance which are price sensitive they wanted to you know probably do a price comparison you know quickly uh, the challenge was that the process after getting some basic information was heavily broken uh, which was you would basically capture a phone number and then either either some call center would call you and the throughput was literally lost and eventually people would move offline mm-hmm. you know to buy it's it, it it became more like insurance classified listing and it would uh, go offline and uh, then the trust in the market on the offline side is low people don't trust agents they get conflicting information from website from you know uh, from the agent they'll see a cheap product online they'll ask the agent for it agent say wo company acha nahi hai you know so it's just a very messy decision making uh, process and uh, the ability to hold handhold the customer through the transaction and recommend us product and close it uh, and and give him the comfort that he's bought the right product and also an easy way for him to renew it uh, i think one thing uh, we realized pretty early and was that it's it's not a high involvement product you 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 don't sit and browse an insurance website you don't look for like it's not fashion or furniture or you know you want to get it over with and you want to have comfort that you've taken the right call right you you're just looking for enough information and enough comfort to say that you know i've taken the right call and but i don't want to spend too much time doing it it's 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 a it's a chore it's it's not something i enjoy uh, you know uh, doing so for that the minimum time spent to do this with high level of confidence was the problem statement uh, that we were trying to solve if the decision making process was look at information offline online try and do 20 calls with five call center guys calling one agent calling it was is a irritating process mm. uh, and i still don't have confidence in what you know because i'm getting so much conflicting information mm. so we thought if we could create a nice product which would give the relevant information also give in some social validation of what other people like you are buying you know uh, that a maruti car customer in bombay prefers this product for abc reason this this company settles claim within 3 days on an average if you get that level of reasonable information to make that decision and you can finish the transaction in one click uh and therefore take this entire conundrum of dealing with multiple people out uh, was the problem statement that we were looking to do uh, to, to solve because we thought the process was really really broken and when you look at it more from the business metric side both conversion was very low because you keep calling people and people get irritated uh, this is the old way of the old way of doing it right. and conversion was very low mm. uh, also there's a cycle of digital payments right people were not paying for insurance online ticket size was about 10000 bucks so that run that people were happy cutting a check maybe 2012 uh, 2013 you know uh, that period so a lot of ecosystem effects also uh, sort of uh, you know uh, got into place so the conversion was you know really low and the user experience was poor uh, 
so that's the problem we you know uh, started to set out to solve that if you could create a through and through integration provide the relevant information people will be far more comfortable buying online and the process for them could be much much simpler and easier got it yeah so um, you wanted to make it not a chore anymore make it fast efficient right and relevant information presenting that and make it one click all this so maybe walk us through the initial days of the product right when what did you do and maybe walk us through what you initially thought and how did you fine tune the product to find a product market fit uh lots of mistakes i think uh, we started off very uh, naively i would say with saying that health insurance is the most complex buy and uh, we can uh, you know really simplify that for the customer give the relevant information and uh, um, it it is the fastest growing market and we had a thesis around you know uh, uh, why we can really create a great product around uh, health insurance mm. so we spent a lot of time pre launch Uh, and early stages of launch really this is around 2013 14 yeah 13 14 yeah uh, trying to launch the health insurance uh, product um, to the extent we sat and mapped out hospitals that a particular insurance company had in its network for cashless claims google mapped their location so that we could show how many hospitals were close to your residence close to your you know uh, we did a lot of depth work yeah, yeah depth work uh, you know uh, around the health insurance side we really wanted to make the decision making process very clear for the uh, uh, clear for the buyer i think very early on when we started to scale the traffic uh, and did a little bit of email marketing facebook just to get uh, this is this is before probably we had some capital to start uh, acquiring quickly a uh, little bit of hackish marketing that we were doing very quickly we started to realize that uh, simplification of information is not just going to solve the uh, problem because people still wanted to talk they wanted to ask if we had 20 relevant data points available there there was always a 25th that we could not put up on the screen uh you know and every user was looking at it differently people had corporate health cover they wanted to do, ask whether this would work along with it whether they get money from both policies mm-hmm. you know is just so many questions uh, it just uh, you know uh, uh, just the simplification of the information was not strong enough a proposition people were coming online people were liking the website we were getting great feedback mm-hmm. uh, but was it really converting into people buying it wasn't really converting into people buying at at, at the pace and scale that we you know uh, wanted mm-hmm. uh, uh, also i think when you start out as a first time entrepreneur you really look up to the west and i i, I think my biggest realization in 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 the last 3 to 5 years uh, has been that what you know the aesthetics the cleanliness of information the way products are done is extremely critical but indian users don't really behave exactly the uh, uh the, same the, the the same way uh and uh, they need a lot more hand holding whether we are not a diy uh culture we don't like to do we need to be hand held we want somebody to come pick up the check we want somebody to do this we want somebody to explain mm-hmm. you know we 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 don't want to consume that's why saas is difficult to scale in india like whichever way you look at it right mm-hmm. uh so uh i think that realization for me was pretty big so Uh, when the revenue pressure started to hit we of course had to put up a call center and then we you know figured out you know hey this is we simplified it but it's really not solving it to the extent that we wanted to solve it i think then the next approach that we took was hey we took the wrong product mm. coverfox is new so nobody trusts us it's a financial product people don't know who the hell coverfox is mm. uh, you put up this information how do i even know it's correct 
then i'm anyways not being able to take a full decision and you still need to talk to someone mm. uh, so we we realized very early on that we chose the wrong product to launch with mm. uh, and the right product to launch with would have been car insurance because it's deadline driven and the product is commoditized and if we had clean information people would have bought uh, the, the traction would have been faster and as a step goal to solving compli- complicated categories we should have solved a uh, uh, commoditized simple to understand product first mm-hmm. uh, than trying to solve because we thought we would be great at the product mm-hmm. and therefore we took a complex category on mm-hmm. uh, first up mm-hmm. i think we should have learned from flipkart maybe to to us to us what books was to flipkart was probably bike or car to us like commoditized deadline driven mm-hmm. you know what you're buying right yeah. it's standardized uh i think we didn't get that right because we had too much focus on saying we can really solve a complex space with product simplification uh, i i think that was a big uh, big learning i think what what we need to learn is that as a young startup we need to first probably look for consumer adoption in more simpler areas mm-hmm. simpler smaller products uh, solve smaller use cases mm-hmm. then then you know uh, trying to bank on your technology or product chops to solve a complicated problem right up front mm-hmm. because just because you've solved it doesn't mean uh, you you think you've solved it mm-hmm. doesn't mean the consumer behavior is going to overnight overnight change mm-hmm. uh, you know so that's that i think was the biggest learning that you it's a, it's a cycle uh, users build trust on your product trust on your platform they buy more things they buy more expensive things they buy more complicated things from you i will you it's a journey you need to take the user along with you mm-hmm. you can't sell him the most complicated thing you know uh, right up front got it so don't take a very complicated thing especially if you're changing consumer behavior early on yeah you try 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 and try and do something which which the friction for them changing behavior is 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 a little Low. easier the book equivalent of flipkart yeah, yeah. is 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 the corollary sort of that yeah. built in our head that why didn't you know that's the way we should have looked Got at it in hindsight it yeah. all seems yeah. very clear but when you're building as a first time founder it's not clear what's the book yeah what you <laughs> yeah, so, yeah what you're trying to do at that point is trying to see hey where can i be great yeah i can really solve this if we put out this information if people can see hospitals are on the map they'll be able to take a decision yeah. you really have i think very naive ideas yeah. in terms of what the user how the user is going to behave yeah. i'm not saying that user did not want that information but yeah. still wasn't good enough for him to uh, you know to get, get over the line information and went and bought some yeah, yeah right yeah, so yeah. if you want actually people to buy right you yes. have to pick something where that's commoditize as you put it in a easy yeah. easy easy, easy. I, i think you need to give them smaller low friction items to start trusting the platform getting engagement with the platform before you probably want more complex stuff got it uh, so i want to spend a little bit more time on this side and then we'll switch on to, to the aqua side so walk us through you found this and when did you figure out uh, that you have product market fit maybe through this phase you found it for cars and and you started scaling so maybe talk us through the growth phase also and related to that when did you get a head of products or for many startups the founders play the product manager role and yes. when is the right time to get in an actual when is actual someone who's dedicated only to that right sure. so two questions that yeah. take one at a time Yeah so I think once we moved from health to auto yeah. uh, I think immediately we saw some traction mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the, 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 also the product is deadline driven right people have to buy it on a certain date mm-hmm. health you can keep procrastinating your decision yeah uh, uh, it's more discretionary this is more you know deadline driven uh, so we immediately started to see a, a, a bit of traction uh, I think what we realized is the smoothness of the transaction and given the fact that it was deadline driven uh, you know 
all of us generally with you know things that can be procrastinated we will procrastinate yeah. uh, and uh, most people we saw that were trying to buy their auto insurance one day before actually it's it's expiring mm-hmm. uh, and at that point if you were to give them a smooth experience and an immediate policy copy which they want to put in their glove box mm-hmm. the very next day because they don't want to get caught by the cops or have the car running and be at the risk of an accident which is not covered mm-hmm. uh, the transaction time is very quick uh so first visit typically you know when you measure the funnel first how many times does the user come before he finally makes a transaction mm-hmm. the first visit to sale numbers were fantastic you know mm-hmm. because it, that's the nature of the category uh i think that suddenly started to give us you know a bunch of these sales and the fact the faster and faster we made the policy copy getting delivered to the customer uh i think we just realized that uh, you know it's it's going to scale uh, scale pretty uh, quickly initially the api integration with insurers were a little broken so even if the payment would go through we would generate the document in 3 4 hours in a batch file process because there was no real time you know processing, processing. Cap- capability that would create a lot of dissonance the, but the minute we started to solve these things and we started putting out saying policy in your inbox in under 5 minutes mm-hmm. you know it just started to uh, you know uh, uh, scale uh, uh, pretty quickly mm-hmm. of course then we started to do a bit of price benchmarking uh, to ent- when we understood that price is going to be a lever we used to go down we had two guys on the field who would go down and research offline prices and check at what prices for the top 10 car and bike models people are you know at what prices the market operating mm-hmm. we would look at policy bazaar look at bunch of competition and ensure that we had at least one offer one insurer mm-hmm. or one offer which was lower than everybody else at least one while we were a, a category and it was not possible all the time to get all the participants to operate at the best possible price uh, we would always map offline online collect data and ensure that we had at least one offer which was lower mm-hmm. so that we were very confident that from a product perspective we are not using losing the user because of price got it we needed to isolate areas why we were losing a customer or why was there was a drop off mm-hmm. if i had the best price if i was delivering a policy under 5 minutes mm-hmm. then why the hell is he not buying from me mm-hmm. you know like there's no better price yeah 90% chance yeah and i'm giving him something you know uh, almost real time uh, so then we had to really is you know the messaging not clear is there's not enough validation social validation that's built in we wanted to isolate every area on the product side mm-hmm. that why could the user not it was price an issue offline comfort an issue uh, paying online was an issue uh, getting uh, putting his car registration uh, yeah i think one very interesting thing i i missed mentioning one big goal that we took in cover fox was which we realized that some people would call us saying hey i don't have you know i want to understand this or something we realized that it they would have to refer their old policy copy mm-hmm. to buy a new policy because you needed some inf- last policy expiry date uh, your chassis and engine number of the of the car one big goal that we took at a product level was how can we ensure that he does not need to look at the old document while trying to buy mm-hmm. and can we ensure that anything that he has to go through in a product journey is something that he remembers by heart by memory and he does not need to refer a document because the drop off point is when you have to either pull out a document and look at the screen mm-hmm. parallelly or have a tabbed window where you're looking at your old policy copy in your gmail or mm-hmm. you know trying to download and parallelly try and copy paste information or you know it's it's so imagine i don't have a soft copy it's lying in my glove box and i'm sitting online on coverfox and trying to buy insurance and i ask you a question give me your engine number drop off yeah. right 
because I don't have that information right up front. Mm. So I think one big goal we took, we integrated with RTO databases mm. to ensure that if you put in the light, people remember their car number. Mm. That's it. That's all they remember. So you put in your car number and we would fetch from RTO databases your engine number, your chassis number, your registration date. Mm. You know, we made it a big goal that you should not need to refer the document. If you need to refer the document, you're going to lose the sale or the probability is going to go down. So I think price benchmarking, ensuring faster delivery of the policy copy and how can you not look at that document became these three overarching, you know, Mm. sort of goals Mm. as the product uh, uh, and and we realized that this would solve the business problem if we could could fix that. This this is very insightful. So who came up with all this? Did you have someone doing the product management or, or... Was it the founders or how So initially it was me yeah. uh, and uh, uh, we had a great, uh, uh, I wouldn't call him a designer. I, I think he was designer plus an insights guy, mm-hmm. but not a traditional product manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think the uh, good and the bad part was n- neither him nor me had any professional experience in product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the first time both of us were doing it. He had been a designer, he had done some small websites for bunch of startups, freelancing, IIT Bombay guy, but none of us had scaled the product. Got it. Uh, both of us never had product management experience. So that's how we started off. Uh, so it was just him and me trying to, you know, figure out that the user should not have to look at a document. And, but I don't think we were practicing traditional product management practices mm-hmm. that measuring the conversion funnel in, in a certain fashion, uh, you know, fixing the, A-B testing the copy, you know, I, I didn't think we even knew that this is how uh, it's supposed to be done. It's supposed yeah. to be done. We would read up yeah. online and try yeah. and get some feedback from people or other startups. Or, yeah. uh, but uh, it was just sort of learning on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think initially, once we set out the goals, I think about uh, 2014 early is when we launched. We got our first product manager end of 2000. So one year we managed the product completely. End of 2014. Yeah, we, we one year is where we got the first real product. Uh, guy okay. uh, funny part is I did not know how to interview a product manager <laughs> yeah. so you don't know uh, whether you're asking the right questions Most first time yeah yeah so you, you you really don't know you know what to ask so you would read up online I would talk to Abhinav from Excel you yeah. know what do you think yeah. is he a right guy get some feedback from a bunch of people who had hired uh, I think we got lucky we got a very good guy from Jabong uh, and he was a senior product guy at Jabong uh, the, the way I was looking at hiring is what products do I like uh, if I like a certain product and that guy spent enough time there was at least 50% validation that his sensibilities on product would at least match the kind of product that we wanted to build. Got it. Was he good enough on the accuracy of execution was to me there were two parts when I was thinking product uh, was uh, trying to uh, trying to ensure that uh, sensibility wise the guy matched. Uh, and if there's a product that I like, like we love the clear trip product, we love the, you know, uh, uh, product that uh, I, I like what Jabong had done. Jabong was a very simple site to uh, operate. Sure. So, so I was looking for people from these companies who had spent enough time with these companies because I was trying to get external validation. Yeah. I wasn't sure about my hiring skills on, on a product guy mm-hmm. that if he spent enough time in these companies, at least he's checked some basic bar that his sensibilities are uh, you know, right, and then try and go deeper into it. Uh, but I, I, my learning is that you should get product guys really early on. Got it. Okay. Uh, really when early would on. you in uh, hindsight if you had to go or, or early 2014 time frame or when would you have hired? Maybe you don't need to hire somebody who's very senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
maybe somebody even who's had 2 3 years of product experience as a startup you of course can't try and get a guy at you know a very high salary when you're yeah. in really early stages but somebody who's even done 2 years of product management at a good company yeah or 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 at some other place i think really helps you set up practices very quickly uh, i think where uh, while we were great on ideation we were also great on like, executing it uh, rakesh and me that yeah. when we didn't have professional uh, product management i think we were really bad at two things how do you set up events and measure funnels you know uh, the ab testing the ab testing and and, and uh, the conversion management so you, yeah. you 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 waste a lot of time the world has solved these problems yeah. it's it's not like you know you are doing it for the first time and they have solved it at you know at a scale which is unimaginable yeah. uh, there are so many tools available uh, you know uh, which can help you right from as simple as google analytics to hundreds of other tools that you know you can use how do you use the tools what's the best tools should you use your own ab testing framework should you you know use a uh, you know take a saas platform all of these decisions become very large because you have no sense got it you know and you keep not having an effective product management cycle mm-hmm. while you're good on idea good on execution and timelines but uh, your measurability really suffers uh, because you haven't had a chance to work with these tools and uh, then the javascript of that tools becomes too heavy and you know you you realize okay you need a tool you put in there then you realize page load has gone down and you know so lots of these cycles can be solved much faster even if you have a guy who's got 2 years experience because he's seen this you don't really need a very senior uh, very senior guy just the hygiene gets activated in the company very quickly Got it. Uh, is is and i think that hygiene is something that uh, you know uh, uh, can really increase your pace mm-hmm. uh, i think the vision the founder should hold for a fairly long time mm. but if the founder has got not has not got proper product management experience mm-hmm. i think taking some of these technical decisions and having release cycles which are you know iteratively testing uh that's something you acquire over a period of time mm. uh i think that hygiene you should get in the vision can be held by the founder is is uh, my learning that's where even a mid junior kind of resource can be really really helpful yeah to avoid the known mistakes and to yeah. set the yeah. set the sails and make the ship move forward right yeah that that's very good anything else from the cowfog journey that you want to talk about uh yeah i i, I think I, i i'll take maybe 2 minutes and spend time on how uh, you know uh, i think one key takeaway for me from you know um, two key takeaways i think i think startups really devalue uh, there, there is a balance between move fast break things and 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 actually putting some processes in place i think i was very delayed in cowfog in putting some processes in place uh i think once you grow and we've all read about it it's a common common thing but it's still very hard to execute because you're always running against time always running against money mm-hmm. uh, and and you know uh, the time that the founder or the senior management needs to spend in creating processes some some hygiene processes really sometimes gets neglected or lags behind the size of the organization mm-hmm. uh i think once you st- we are over 25 30 people things start to break Uh, you know very very quickly and uh, i think that's been a very very big learning to me that it is not slowing you down mm-hmm. uh, there's there's uh, there's momentum and then there's perception of momentum mm-hmm. i think that's one key area that i've learned mm-hmm. uh, you think you're wasting time you're putting lot of processes in place or you know you should move very quickly and iterate very quickly you should mm-hmm. but you should have a framework around it some processes around it uh, because you feel you're moving 
that's what I mean that there's perception of momentum mm-hmm. but you're always coming back to square one because things are breaking and you have to rehash them and you know and you didn't uh, you know you forgot to tell the finance guy that this com- this tax for this product has to be calculated differently mm-hmm. then things have moved offline because now that's become a batch file process because mm-hmm. there's no process to inform the finance guy mm-hmm. you know so uh, and then you start creating more and more problems uh, for yourself uh, I think so I think that's been one very key learning that uh, early stage founders should do not think that I'm wasting my time by setting up some basic uh, frameworks, frameworks and processes, and, uh, processes for efficiency, for efficiency because you're always redoing stuff otherwise, mm-hmm. always redoing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so there's a... How do you balance that against too much and slowing down the... I think uh, one way that I've now implemented in ACO, which mm-hmm. is uh, new for us, is figure out what are the high impact areas mm-hmm. and create a checklist of those high impact areas. Okay. Uh, so for example, is anything on the taxation finance calculation side going to change because of what I'm launching, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because then that, you know, from a company audit issue or just getting your accounts in order gets problematic when things get very difficult to reconcile offline, you know, later. So is it that, uh, is it really going to uh, change the pricing of products on my website. Mm. Uh, so there's a checklist that we've created of five, six high impact areas. If it, if any of the initiatives or projects that you're planning touches any of these five areas, then you need to put a document in place. Mm. If it doesn't, please, the product guy can write a specs, just move on. Mm. So every time you're taking a new, you know, uh, uh, you create product specs to roll out a feature or make some changes, you just answer these five questions. Does this change that you're doing impact very interesting uh, impact and you it's just a it's just like a reverse checklist mm-hmm. so you just force yourself to answer those five questions mm-hmm. if two people in the room say yes this is not clear mm-hmm. you know this will change there will be a difference in tax calculations there will be a difference in we will need to scale our infra mm-hmm. because this feature will create 100 more API calls per second or 500 more API calls per second mm-hmm. so there's an infra question there's a finance question you know so we've launched features and those features have gone down because we didn't forgot to scale the infra mm-hmm. nobody told you remember it so basically you can't rely on memory that people will remember to do these things because you know uh, sometimes they do sometimes they don't you know so, so these high impact areas is it from the company perspective or is it from the customer perspective both okay. so I think both because both force you to redo things mm. uh, you know sometimes if you got your internal pieces wrong your like I said your finance wrong your infra wrong you know it impacts the customer right you'll have to slow things down at mm. some point or the other so I think uh, on the consumer side, if there is, uh, you know, like high impact areas are identified that if more than three steps are changing in the funnel or it's a new product launch or the pricing has changed, we've got some four or five buckets which are unique to us, which really, you know, of course, every business will, from the consumer side, there are some big changes. For insurance, we feel that pricing is a big change, you know, uh, a big change in uh, creating a new product is a big change. So you identify what are your big three, four areas of consumer impact. Mm-hmm. Those three, four, of course, if you're optimizing a step in the funnel and all that, I think product and tech guys should, should, and marketing guys should take their own calls, move fast. But the balance that I've tried to find between this is not make every project about documentation and approvals and checking all the boxes because then that becomes very onerous. Yeah. Uh, But can we at least be 90% mitigated by ensuring the high impact areas have been forcefully signed off saying, no, these areas are not getting touched. So if these areas are not getting touched, Please feel free to break things because the impact is going to be small. Got it. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. a very uh, useful tool for first-time founders to think through as they scale their product. 
I think they, I, I think they, we really should. I think I've lagged behind there. And it, it once the team starts to scale and you don't have a framework in place, yeah. you're very inefficient. And we've seen many Indian startups hoard engineers, dump. I don't think half of them are productive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you then you start throwing more engineers. Uh, you know, at the problem. The problem is not that you have less engineers. The problem is that you're redoing stuff. Your product is not clear. Your you know roadmap is not clear, and half you're changing features. You know, halfway through the development uh, cycle, and that's also what causes developer dissonance and the leave. And you know, so I think getting that is very very important. Very very helpful yeah. advice. Maybe this is a good segue into Echo. What is yes. Echo, and how how did you come up with that? So, uh, so to me, the way to probably look at it is that uh, we are a highly regulated space. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, if if weren't regulated, we would look at this as a marketplace, private label, uh, you know, uh, scenario. Uh, I think one of the things uh, that from Cover Fox led me to uh, to Echo was uh, that in in India, we feel when you look at your company like Flipkart, or mm-hmm. when you they had to solve everything, right? They fundamentally right from traffic to payments to logistics you have to build the rails in india you have yeah. to build the plumbing yeah. uh, and and you can't assume payments will happen you can't assume logistics will happen and you you have to build the plumbing i think that was also a realization that i got in cover fox that we can get the products off online we can help the customer buy online uh, as more and more people consume insurance products online uh, we will continue to grow and that's anyways happening but uh, are these products really made in a sense that they are for online consumptions? Are they really solving for the internet economy? Uh, is an auto insurance claim actually getting settled in two days or it's still today taking seven to ten days? So when you start looking at it, you realize that product, pricing, claim, service delivery, again the rails are broken and you've solved one part of the, you've solved the buying uh, buying experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, the plumbing is still broken. Mm. Uh, can products be cheaper? Yes, but they need a different supply chain in the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, can, can uh, the, the cost structure of the company should be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I don't have 200 branches or 500 branches like insurance companies, I can pass on that cost benefit to the to the user. Today, while we are selling auto insurance, online aggregators are selling it, policy bazaar, cover folks, the product price bakes in the cost of having 500 branches because the companies who are selling it mm-hmm. are actually looking at the, you know, OPEX cost, which is pretty high. Uh, so... The way you actually look at the entire product structure, the pricing, the way you handle claims, the way the internet economy needs solutions, you we really thought that the plumbing for handling the internet economy and the internet user is missing. Mm. Uh, and the only way to fix it was to start manufacturing the product, product and own the value, uh, value chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, aggregation businesses will scale in India. Customers want to price compare. But if you really want to fix the plumbing, you'll have to start manufacturing it. Uh, was the uh, was the insight that led to uh, led to Aqua. Got it. So from yeah. a product perspective, what are you doing differently this time as compared to Curve Fox? Oh, so you mentioned I've got a bunch of product managers right up front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good, yeah. Uh, to to yeah. to start off with, uh, that's that's one. Starting with auto. Uh, we've yeah. uh, we've that's of course, again uh, learning from the last. Time. Yeah, learning from last yeah. time that yeah. auto is something that where we can really create an impact uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I think uh, generally also, uh, so what we're doing differently this time is, uh, uh, and it's again India specific. Uh, I think in India you need to go wider 
to build a large company mm-hmm. uh, so i'll give you an example in 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 the us you could build a lemonade which mm-hmm. we've all heard about now you know rising star insurtech startup or you can build an oscar mm-hmm. they go deep you can take a renters insurance which is all lemonade does and build a very large company mm-hmm. uh, you can take just health insurance in the state of new york and you can build a billion dollar you know a uh, billion dollar company uh, i think one of the things that we've realized from an india specific is that you need to go a little wider because each category doesn't have enough depth uh, and you pick out very quickly in in a particular category yes some categories have more depth but i think in india you need to also that's why in india and china you see more ecosystem plays because you know you, you capture users you know at a at a width level mm-hmm. and one of my learnings is that the purest way of looking at hey we are a b2c company or we won't go offline or we are an online company i think that's all started to blur in mm-hmm. in you know my view i think you should go where the consumer is uh, is is and not especially for a market like india uh, where uh, so the distinction between b2 b2c how you are acquiring the customer uh, are you acquiring the customer offline are you acquiring the customer online i think if it fits the lever of uh, exponential scale and not linear scale using technology mm-hmm. and it builds a moat in terms of the uh, uh, the acquisition and the long term retention of the business i think we should the what at least i'm trying to do is unbox myself mm-hmm. uh, from the original thought process of hey we're we're selling insurance online mm-hmm. uh, i think we need to in india start looking at in my personal opinion mm-hmm. uh, need to start looking at businesses a little wider mm-hmm. uh, you know let's take paytm for example right mm-hmm. i think in my opinion they really scaled where they realized that it's not about a peer to peer transaction and online bill payment but everywhere a user is going to pay whether even if he's paying at a small panwala mm-hmm. you give go where the user is it doesn't matter where you know you don't have to get stuck to i will sell auto insurance offline mm-hmm. uh, sorry online i'm okay to sell auto insurance even offline if technology can help me get hun- thousands of sellers on the platform without investing in a single sales guy what's wrong with it you know and if the economics uh, uh, what work out so i think it's a much broader approach that we're taking in aco at, at at this point in time because i think the india market behaves very differently mm-hmm. uh, and what you need to look at is the economics of the business and of course you need to prioritize you can't like open up all fronts uh, uh, at the same time at, at the same time and that prioritization has to happen uh, you know in a, in a certain order again bite sized products simple to understand start with those products so if we if if we're doing auto insurance today straight forward we're doing an accident insurance and ola nothing complicated to you know understand so that's the b2b to c approach yeah right? that's the b2b to c approach and that also helps us acquire many many users very Uh, quickly mm-hmm. uh, one of the challenges with insurance is that you're typically doing a 10000 rupee product 8 to 10000 rupee whether your health or car or whatever and you're doing a one year buy right every year you renew there's very low engagement with the user very low frequency of transaction mm-hmm. the other thing that the internet economy helps us solve is frequency of transaction and lots of small transaction and these users ex- getting exposed to aco and the customer experience uh, through aco so on ola and amazon and bunch of these places that we are selling uh, millions of users are seeing us daily you know so, and and that for an insurance company to get to a million users is is takes a very very uh, long time so i think uh, one of the things that we're doing this time is going wider and looking at the customer from a standpoint of where does he exist 
he exists on amazon he exists on ola he exists on if a customer is buying things online on amazon he is taking a cab ride he is booking a flight ticket mm-hmm. then this is this is the customer who will buy insurance online nobody outside of this if he hasn't bought anything of amazon or flipkart very unlikely they is going to suddenly come and buy insurance uh, you know online so this is also a great way for me to go where the user is uh and once the user has experienced me on a small product i can find a way to you know uh, the same the yeah. bookings and yeah. to me to, i need to go where the user is i i, I don't need to yeah. you know i think the purest approach of saying we will manage to get all the traffic everybody love me everybody will, uh, you know come to my website and buy all kinds of products mm-hmm. i think there's a journey to get there mm-hmm. i think you need to first go to where the user is give him something small and then you know get him up the curve that's super super helpful maybe uh, anything else from the echo journey i know it's very early uh, that you want to join a star uh, share or if not uh, any other advice for first time founders yeah so i i i would say i think i've covered it but if i were to summarize it i think uh, uh, putting a bit of process in place early on some hygiene i wouldn't yeah. even say that you really need to have elaborate approval mechanics and documents and all of that mm-hmm. but uh, the high impact area high impact area or some sort of framework or mm-hmm. some saying that these are the people who every week will review projects and this meeting has to happen mm-hmm. you know so some some hygiene recurring checkpoints stand up meeting uh, stand up you know uh, yeah developers do their scrum meetings and all that but i think at a broader business level you need to get some recurring themes uh, going pretty quickly because yeah. you suddenly realize that the pace is really slowed down yeah. because there's inefficiency in the way the people are organized yeah uh, you know uh, so i think that to me is is should do it pretty pretty early on yeah. and on the india side specifically which is the second thing that i mentioned is uh, really understand the power of the ecosystem and go where the user is and look a little less at the west mm-hmm. the categories are very deep there mm-hmm. you could build one product and become a 100 million dollar revenue company in 2 3 years uh, i think we my initial days we try to ape those models mm-hmm. and we realized that uh, hey you spend a lot of money but it's just 20 million you know you're not able to go uh, we have a lot of mid sized startups in india who you know they, they, 20 million users and cap out uh, they cap out or at uh, you know 50 80 crores 100 crores 50 to 100 crores revenue they suddenly start capping out yeah uh, because i don't think uh, you know there's enough depth as yet will there be we are all hopeful in the next 5 to 10 years yeah. but uh, in the meanwhile you need to probably look at a slightly wider net to cast got it uh, yeah. in what form it's unique to every business but those are the very helpful maybe i'll summarize some of the at least yeah. takeaways for me sure. for first time founders so we you talked about uh, initially taking the health and then moving on to the car insurance space and you talked about go after smaller use cases where there's less friction right so uh, you picked a market where it's commoditized and deadline driven where it's easier for someone to try out yeah right absolutely. less less uh, risk of and less risk trial. of yeah so risk of trial time, is low yeah. right as first time founders if people have two things they can launch pick the one that's easier for people to, to try yeah. and buy right so that was a great thing and then as you found the product market fit on your growth phase you had three underlying things that uh, you set up as pillars don't have to look at the documents policy under 5 minutes and best prices at least one yeah, yeah. so that's very clear thinking many startups don't have that so to know what you're optimizing for in the growth phase you're already in the consideration set as from the consumer point of view but what are you going to stand out for what are you sticking your neck out for as a sure. company i think that was very good that you guys did that and the third is the what we talked about on the product managers get get someone 
uh, yes, the founder is the original product manager. Yes. You come up with the idea. You hold the pen. On if, that. if if the founder has had previous product management experience, great. Then you yeah. probably don't need someone yeah. upfront. But, but a lot of founders. At, yeah. at, at, at the right time, bring in people who yeah. have done the known mistakes. Yes. Avoid the known mistakes. Yes. I'll put it that way. Yeah, so you're wasting time and money. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. don't optimize on that, but optimize on making making the ship go faster right yeah. so that was good and then you talked already talked about the frameworks approach right so even earlier on figuring out what are the high impact areas and making sure you have frameworks and checklists in place so that you don't again make mistakes of you know, it's almost like a boat going in circles it's avoid that absolutely. set the path and say towards this path as long as everyone else product tech and marketing everything lines up let's do it and if it's going to slow us down let's Let's make sure that a checklist that catch those things. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's 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 a we, we don't have process for anything. Yeah, you're okay to move fast. Yeah, but for these five things, we need to check because you know, otherwise yeah. we'll set us back more. Than yeah, we'll set us back. It. Yeah. So these are all great, great learnings, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time out. My pleasure. I hope yeah. the founders listening and also enjoy it. As hopefully, much as I did. hopefully, I've yeah. been able to add some value. Thanks, yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah.